your ears, your mind, and whatever else you need. You're listening to Talk Dirty to Me. Hello, all you sexy beasts, and welcome back to Talk Dirty to Me, the podcast where, you know, a handful of friends with a handful of different perspectives talk dirty to one another about cute fetish and sex. And today we have with you Tosin Aufeso, the Ahoy. cute oracle, How's everybody doing? and myself, Casey, your neighborhood femdom. And we have a fantastic guest for you today. We have for you Ben Clark. Ben Clark, say hello. Hello, everybody. So Ben Clark, and correct me if I say anything that is incorrect, is the creator of the Manhanger. Is that correct? It's a male hanger, but that's okay. I'm sorry, the male hanger. So this is a device of your own creation. Yes, indeed. So you thought of it, you designed it, you created it, and now you're selling it. Yep. I started selling mail hanger back in 2012. Okay. And can, for our audience, can you tell us what the mail hanger does? So basically in a nutshell, mail hanger is a penis traction, penis enlargement device that works through a pretty simple concept called tissue traction, which is basically in a semi-therapeutic sense of the term, the concept of stretching tissue like skin repeatedly over time until you achieve tissue elongation or permanent stretch. So very similar to stretching out or gauging, as they say in the body piercing community, the earlobes. Once you reach a certain point of, they'll say no return, the tissue will stay permanently elongated or stretched that way. And the only way to correct it is through cosmetic surgery. So you can use that same principle on the penis. And that's what male hanger does, stretching it repeatedly a few days a week over time. And you eventually achieve a longer and thicker penis. So I have a thousand questions. I do too. <laughs> um, the first, first one is honestly, longer makes sense to me, right? I get that. I get how that could work. Right. How are you pulling off thicker? That's a good question. It's basically, it's not really clearly defined how that happens. It's speculated that with the penis, the thickening happens as a result of basically part of the elongation and reinforcing is not really the term I'm looking for, but it's very similar in concept. Along with the elongation, you also get a growth laterally of the tissues. Oh, yeah. I guess I guess if we're dealing with a cylinder and you stretch the cylinder out, it's got to compensate. Right. So that it's not a skinnier cylinder. And that's a good way to put it. Able to pull that off in general. It's probably, it's a very thin, the margin of it being bigger than it began with is pretty easy to pull off. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. All right, and so what are your credentials? Like, do, do you work in the medical field at all? Like, how did you get to know this science? Like, where, how do I ask this question? Where were you in life when you were like, huh, I wonder if I stretch my penis like an earlobe, if it will stay. And then you did research and found it to be true. <laughs> so great question. I do not have a formal medical um, education. I'm not a physical therapist. In fact, I say this in some of my online content on my YouTube channel as a sort of disclaimer. I'm basically self-taught. Back around 1999, I was serving my last year and a few months in the Marines out in 29 Palms, California. This is back in the day when we could still go out to movie rental stores, video rental stores like Blockbuster. And I did so offline or off base one weekend. Perusing their selections, I came across a movie called Boogie Nights. And it's basically a really loosely retold version or, or spin on the story of John Holmes' uh, porn career in the early 80s. And it starred Mark Wahlberg and and Burt Reynolds 
And basically, after watching that movie, it kind of touched on a little bit of his porn career, his cocaine addiction, his fall from basically being at the height of as high as you could be as a male porn star back then. His cocaine addiction took him into a life of crime eventually, which kind of destroyed his porn career. And he got tied up with a, a group called that became known as the Wonderland Gang and the Wonderland gang murders became a whole thing because he got wrapped up in basically a, a murder situation with this gang. He was later acquitted for it. And in a nutshell, I basically became intrigued about this whole story. So I got on what was the early internet back then on, a, I believe it was Lyco search. And I started looking up like John Holmes murder trial because I've always been interested in like true crime kind of stuff, what makes people tick and do the things that they do, how they get wrapped and stuff, wrapped up and stuff, that kind of stuff. And so some of these early search results, even though I was not looking for like ways to make my penis bigger, I'd never really thought of my penis other than an extension of my body that I urinated and had fun with. I still ended up being turned on to some search results that lean toward penis enlargement because early marketers, even back then online, were starting to use things like the John Holmes penis enlargement and connect those two together. So that's how I ended up on my first penis enlargement forum. And it was basically a small collection of men who were claiming to use exercises like stretching with their hands, squeezing methods with their hands, and even using something called weight hanging, which again, I'd, I'd never heard of any of this kind of stuff. So I was like, what in the world are these guys doing? <laughs> So I started out of curiosity and I basically hung out as a lurker, as you'd say, for a few months on this forum that I found. And then I started posting and asking questions because I'm like, okay, these guys can't all be crazy. There's got to be something to it. They're claiming this stuff works. So I tried some of the basic exercises they laid out examples of on this forum first. And after my first, I'd say, three months, I'd gained my first half inch in length and girth. It seemed to be permanent. I was and I was hooked and it Wait, sort of took off months? there for me. Yeah. Three months. OK, hold on. I want to keep going. I have 10,000 questions still. So does Tosin. But I want to say. We have a Stephanie. Stephanie, Hello. Stephanie. Sorry, I'm so You're late. totally fine. Hello. Hello. So just a, a quick recap for you. Ben is the creator of the Mail Hanger, which is a penis enlargement device. And he was just telling us a little bit of the history. Amazing. Congratulations. I'm so excited to hear everything. <laughs> so you, so you, you started with like actual weights. I started by using my hands at first, using uh, some of these what they call manual exercises. Wait, so you would pull on your own penis? Correct. Was it uncomfortable? Um, how much pressure to a degree. would you apply and how long would you have to hold it to have results? Basically, the, the basic methodology, so to speak, with your hands is to pull until you feel a, a light stretch kind of a sensation and hold it for about 30 seconds to a minute at a time, ease off it, repeat, and then for up to 15 to 20 minute sessions. And so you you had results with this simple action? Yeah, within my first two, three months. That's and then crazy. I learned about weight hanging and kind of got into that a little bit, very slowly. Okay. And that was actually hanging weights off of your penis. Correct. Okay. Real talk. Do you have the world's largest cock now? <laughs> no, I do not. But I've gone from a, an erect length of, I started out with six inches and no, actually, yeah, I'm confusing myself here a second. Sorry. It's the happy dad talking. <laughs> I started out with an erect length of five inches and I was five inches around measured with a tape measure, what they call girth. I'm currently a bit over seven inches long and six and a half inches in erect girth. Right. Holy shit. If you stopped doing exercises, would it go back? No. As I was kind of alluding to earlier, Casey, 
once you reach a point of no return with tissue stretching, kind of like gauging out your lobes, uh-huh. the tissue stays that way. Okay. And is it so, and everything functions as it would otherwise, like you didn't get, you did, you don't get like less hard. Oh no. I'm in my early forties now. I started when I was in my early twenties and things, every, everything works like it did back <laughs> in my twenties. <20s. laughs> oh my God. So you've been doing this for 20 years. Off and on. Yes. You still, I do now. I restarted about two years ago because I basically, got to a point where I could do my business full time about two years ago. Uh And so as a guy who believes in testing what I sell, using what I doing, what I teach, I felt like it made sense to get back into it. Mm -hmm. It really helps me as a teacher coaching guys who I sell my product to, to be more knowledgeable in what I'm doing. I mean, it's also, it's also good to share it with them and be like, look, here's my dick two years ago. Here's my dick now with this device. With this device, (laughs) you too can have a longer dick. Can you, for our audience, just Describe what it looks like. Oh, he's holding it up right now. Yeah, this is my product, Mill Hanger. And it's basically what you might say is a clamshell kind of device. It goes you adjust around, it with this swing nut here. It goes around the shaft of the penis. Correct. And tightened and loosened with a wing nut. And so is the is the clamp itself, it's like a donut, people, so that there's like space for your shaft. Is the right. device itself weighted or do you add weights to that? No, there's a hook on the end here okay. via a, a strap. And if you go to my site at mailhanger.com, you can get a visual. I don't know if this video will have, you know, actual video or we'll this it, podcast will in, have video. But, it's in the, it, yeah. we'll leave it in the show notes. Everybody check out the link in the show notes and then you connect a a weight by the hook there okay and that's like a sandbag i'm sorry not a full-size sandbag Mm -hmm. but a tiny sandbag now this is just a weight strap and then an actual a weight plate oh weight at the bottom i'm sorry your video is cropped such that we can't i don't think we can see the whole screen Mm -hmm. Uh, that's okay i can move it around here we go i see I see sense. Now, do you need to be like still while this is happening? Or can you like go about your day with weights hanging from your dick? No, you should have a place that you dedicate to using the product. It's not something you can wear under clothing, but it doesn't take much time per day. A total of 45 minutes to an hour, which most guys, if they truly are interested in this, kind of like getting in better shape elsewise, you'll make time for it. Do people... So can you do it sitting at a desk like while you're working? Yeah, a lot of my customers do. You can do it seated, standing. And have you had people come to you with very, very tiny penises? I've, you know, I've sold this since 2012, Casey. So if I had to guess out of the 70,000 units or so that I've sold in that time, sure, there's there's sizes from across the spectrum. So, I mean, I do say that you should have a minimum size of between four and five inches erect to use mail hanger effectively. If you're starting out smaller than that, then I usually tell a guy, okay, you should start off with maybe some manual stretching with your hands, gain a little mm-hmm. bit of size first, and then you can use my product. I'm pretty mm-hmm. open and honest about that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. do you think it would be better? <clears throat> so I imagine there's like a, like a cap on it. Like even with tissue stretching, even with like uh, lobe stretching with ears, I've heard that like at some point in time, you can't keep stretching it. Like people can get pretty big, but it depends on like how your cartilage is set up is do you, right. do you know what that cap is for for peens? I don't know for sure if there is a cap. I've gained a bit, basically two and a half inches ish myself in length and about an inch and a half in girth. And I've had customers claim up to three inches. I honestly feel like after a while, you basically, I mean, this does take effort and consistency, kind of like joining a gym and consistently getting there and working out on a, enough of a basis to get the results you want. So an inch 
takes enough effort. I feel like most guys kind of fall off after that. And it's kind of the minority who keep going. Plus, there's the practicality sake. I mean, if you're sexually active, your partner can usually take only so much anyway. So it's kind of a point of diminishing returns after, say, two inches, especially if you're starting out with five and go to seven or six or seven and go to eight or nine. Oh, my God. (laughs) Don't think that is the necessary size audience. (laughs) Too much penis. I mean, when it comes to I've heard I'm heterosexual myself, but I know some gay men, they can take it all. The more, the better. Some women, (laughs) most of the women I've been with in my life, including my wife, they don't like the feel of, you know, the cervix being slammed against too, too much. But yeah, yeah. it's, it's a girth problem for butt stuff. But I mean, I've taken, I've taken decently long penises. Well, I think that's just like the overall thing of any kink is there's a spectrum for everything. So there's going to be like, there are women's anuses or yeah, anuses that are so much further than their clitorises than another female where like theirs is right there. They're right next to each other. So the, like they're really lucky. They have a chance of having like a prostate and vaginal orgasm a lot easier than another woman. And so all bodies are are different. I think that's a really important thing to say here is that girth is, it might be the thing for you. It is not the thing for everybody. So, you know, because there are some, just like you said, your wife, I like him right there with her. Like, I don't want to feel like something is piercing my insides. That feels... intrusive to me and that's probably purity culture and my religion because it always is (laughs) but i feel like not everybody needs you know a giant penis those are terrifying (laughs) yeah and and i've met people all along the spectrum like i you know i have a partner that was is a self-proclaimed size queen you know and like we're talking tens to twelves and and you know i've i've I've, (laughs) I've, and like that's that's the jam like you know i know plenty of people with like nine inch minimums i'm not laughing i'm like in awe i'm in awe of that i have i have a friend who truly that's what she says to me like her thing is huge like she loves it huge that is like she needs it all up in there i just mean that not every human body is the same so like you don't always have to change yourself there's somebody out there that's gonna love your little penis penis, however it is yep some people want you to want you to beat it up and some people don't yeah (laughs) there you go that's are there any negative side effects not that i've seen i mean you can misuse the product and cause yourself to have a bruise, but that's usually about the worst. But I've got a how-to guide that every one of my customers gets access to. I literally put it on a QR code sticker mm-hmm. on the product, which takes you to the how-to guide. And so that's got step-by-step instructions, step-by-step pictures, videos, how to correctly use the product. So you really have to go out of your way to misuse it. Okay. How many people's penises have you seen? Probably more than I can count, <laughs> honestly. I chalk Wait. it up to being kind of like a cross between a personal trainer and a urologist, but I don't have to see my patients in person. Wait, so you is part of the process of having this looking at people using it? Yeah, I have to help a lot of guys make sure that they're they're putting it on correctly or they're adjusting something correctly. Or I get a lot of questions about like, is it does this look right? Am I wearing it correctly? Is it upside? You know, I, I've seen people put it on upside down, sideways, sometimes both backwards. <laughs> I'm like, no, that you obviously have not looked at my guide take a step back (laughs) 
the QR code Fix is yourself, on the front. Right. So people so people have direct you access to you. Yes, I make myself very easy to get a hold of. I've got an email on my website. I've got a phone number on my website, both of which I answer myself. I've got a mail hanger forum. I've got a Reddit group and a Discord. I want to be there on purpose. I enjoy what I do and I, I want people to be able to use my product correctly. Amazing. What's what's the most special <laughs> story to you that you've heard from use of your product? Let's see. I've heard everything from, hey, Ben, I've been able to, I've had guys who take say high amounts of Viagra up to 100 milligrams a day who have been able to reduce the amount they take because of improved blood flow from using my product. I've heard of, hey, you know, I gained a couple inches anecdotally, you know, it's their words from using Mail Hanger. And I was finally able to have the courage to ask that special someone out, or I finally had the courage to ask for that promotion at work. I mean, again, I've, I've been doing this since 2012. I've sold this product around the world to people from all walks of life that you can think of, all sexual interests and patients. I've even had a couple of trans women who wanted to add some size before they got what they call bottom surgery done to have more tissue to work with. So, I mean, really, I've worked with just about anybody and everybody. Yeah, I actually was about to, I was actually about to be about all different motivations. That, that, when you say that some men went from using 100 milligrams of Viagra a day, I, I don't know how Viagra works. So is that just a pill that you take every single day so that when you do want to have sex, it's working? Or do you take that when you want to have sex? It can be both, Steffi. Basically, Viagra and Cialis, they're very similar, and they are both what they call vasilodilators, mm-hmm. I believe is the correct term. So basically, okay. yeah, yeah. It relaxes blood vessels in the penis, helps blood flow more e- easily, and so it makes getting an erection through mental and physical stimulation easier. So you can take it and not necessarily have an erection. You're just saying like, hey, I'm taking this as a precaution today because later this evening I might meet a lovely lady and I'll be ready to get it up. Yes, you can do that. Okay. I'm just trying to understand the 100 milligrams a day of Viagra. Yeah, like that you, is like... If you get hard because you're, the blood yeah. vessels in your penis get filled with blood pumping through it? No, no, certainly. I understand what the drug does. I'm just saying they needed to they need to get hard every day. Like they that was what they were going for? Or is it something that you like stack up in the body so that it works when you're ready to use it? I'm just genuinely asking because yeah, I don't know about what like Viagra how, how, does. how big the... That's yeah. vein can re- relaxes. So 100 milligrams will let a lot more blood in than 20 milligrams. So the more struggle yeah. that you have, the more relaxation. Okay, so you don't take no, a Viagra and get hard. You do. You do. I thought that you took yeah, it before so Cialis, sex. Cialis is the uh, extended release one, which is like we'll, we're going to react mm-hmm. to your body. Like if you become aroused and that normal process begins, then Cialis is set up to help you out there. Viagra kind of like is a more like oh, I'm, I'm going to have sex in an hour or 30 minutes and that's so it's all right it's the yeah, yeah. cocaine so erection viagra has an agent that actually increases your blood pressure a little bit so that your like actual blood flow is more and cialis is more just the about the vasodilation i see okay right so like, i'm so sorry i just didn't like know. tosin's alluding to viagra is more of an immediate within an hour and gives you a four-hour window drug and then cialis is something you can take and it usually lasts up to it's basically called the weekend pill you can get up to two days worth of a window so to speak, where you can get erections more easily or on demand. Well, I imagine the guy who was taking a 
100 milligrams of Viagra a day is like so grateful to you if he had to cut back that that milligram of any medication a day is amazing because again you were saying that Cialis is the other one that is a time release or whatever but this person was taking Viagra to get hard when they they wanted to get hard every day so they found a a new alternative that's not medical and that's amazing right (laughs) and that is a high dose usually if you're taking that much Viagra you're not responding to lower doses for whatever the reason whether it's some sort of a metal complication, something health-wise, some sort of a physical injury you have, and lower doses just aren't working for you. How do you feel about the stereotype of men needing to have large penises? It's kind of like, I don't know if it's a, I haven't really encountered a stereotype of men across the board needing to have large penises, but there does seem to be a stereotype with certain ethnicities having certain sizes or being expected to be larger, like African-American descended men. It tends to be for whatever the reason that, oh, he's, he looks like he's got a big dick because he's tall or he's of African-American descent. He must have a big dick or he's Asian. He must have a small one. I don't know where these stereotypes tend to come from, but it more tends to lean toward, from what I've heard and seen anyway, toward body sizes, height, or ethnicity for whatever the reason. Maybe stereotype was a wrong word. The belief the, the belief that men have to have large penises. Because like one of the examples you gave of a okay. happy story was somebody saying, oh, I have a bigger penis now. I can finally ask for that promotion, which <laughs> blew my mind. Yeah, same. And not because I'm like judging because like I am in a female body and I I think the world always makes us think we're in such different categories, female and men. And like the fact that like that weighs on anyone's heart is quite relatable to women. We just don't ever tend to talk about that like <laughs> as well, a society. That's just so fascinating that you would feel less than. I think it relates to body image and perception and that ties into self-confidence for a lot of people. Does a, a woman may be more confident after she has say, breast enhancement done. It could relate very similarly for a man who's, for different reasons, somewhat psychologically, self-confidence reasons for whatever the for whatever the reason, he doesn't feel good about how his penis looks in relation to the rest of his body, and now he adds an inch or two to it. I think it's a very similar yeah, kind of thing. I, I, rem- um, I remember when I was growing up, yeah. you know, being a black dude and watching porn and deciding that that was like the size I was supposed to be. Plus, you know, it, this is obviously very quickly in your black adult male life, you hear the stereotype. And then me considering me thinking that I didn't have a big enough penis, like what ends up happening in your brain is any step I take towards success or more notoriety or anything could lead to a situation where like someone will see my penis and if it's inadequate, then who am I? And so you'll like, you'll sabotage yourself. You'll do all kinds sure. of wild things. Like eventually, oh eventually I found out that, you I know, mean, that is just like so your penis has to be the, <sighs> like an, uh, an appropriate ratio to your success uh, in life. Yeah, but That is so on, fascinating. So stressed out. And, and not in a, I am too. I am yeah, having on, an And on top of the fact that a lot of, on, on top of the fact that a lot of about? men, because of the way that they're emotionally trained, usually the main outlet with which they are able to have any other emotion, like at all, is usually with the having sex or intimately. So if the only place where you get to feel soft or care or have any emotion other than make money or be strong, 
wrong is having sex and then you and you right. don't have a big penis, which everybody says you have to have so that people will engage with you in any other connective way. It just sh- it shatters you. And so it's like you can't do like you're you feel stuck in this. Like, you know, I've said it on the podcast a lot. Like boys are raised to only have two emotions and that's angry and horny. Right. All bad things are angry. All good things are horny. And so if that's all you got and then you don't have and the one tool that you have to have have to have in order to participate in feeling any good feeling in societies acceptably is inadequate and it kind of tanks your whole self-worth and you can't talk about it right you can't you can't be like okay, so it was like i'm sad because i have a small right. penis <laughs> right oh my god i feel like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer is about a deer with a small penis and it's just been <laughs> coaxed gently and nicely for all ages to listen to because it sounds like this is more for your validation with men than women because nobody's asking women what they want because women not all women want a big dick like to me there is something so interesting and again not judgmental just like you said i mean i've had plastic surgery not for my boobs but for my nose like i if there's something you want to do to make yourself feel better for sure but at the end of the day i think i'm just fascinated by where it comes from like where that desire is because again i've read articles on women with like endometriosis and like severe scar tissueing inside all sex is painful for them so like a small penis actually is like the bomb for them so somebody out there who might feel like their small penis is unworthy hasn't met the hottiest yet (laughs) (laughs) so not the moral of the story because again if you want to i i totally under like it's making me understand why that would be a need but but also like don't feel shame yeah. and, and you're more and you're more than your penis anyway and and also you there's yeah. lots of sex that you can have that don't involve your penis at all that is just as fun and glorious oh. and, and a good time and if you take the time to like step away yes. like if, if you come to the realization that you don't have to wrap all of your emotional connection in penetration that everything that you actually are looking for from why you become so interested in sex and like why you do it is because of the way you've been emotionally socialized that's why like that's why like asmr streamers do so well that's why like there's an entire porn sections that are just (laughs) women staring into the camera being like you're great and i want you and it's like that's like because that's what you're looking for more than just like warm locations. I just I think a lot of it as well. You could say, so to speak, to blame for this these kind of things is that you know there does tend to be in music and in Hollywood, oftentimes and in porn, there is a what some would call a pandemic of porn addiction for young men these days. The more porn you watch, the more warped your perception of. Things like penis size and what you need to have or what people expect you to have can be, did I already say warped? Yeah. But basically, you know, you've got these things to factor in on this this whole thing, this whole situation. Why these days, especially back when I started this stuff in 1999, I mean, like I was saying before you came on the line, Steffi, to Casey and Tosin here, I'd never given my penis a second thought before I, I stumbled into the online world of penis enlargement out of curiosity. It was just something, it was a part of my body I literally urinated with 
with and had fun with. And that was it. I never considered the size of it. Was it good enough? Was it big enough? Did it look normal? Did it function like it was supposed to? I never had any of these thoughts about my penis before I found penis enlargement. And then all of a sudden I kind of go down this rabbit hole over the years. And now I can definitely relate to guys these days who fast forward 20 years and it seems like I forget what the percentages are, but it's pretty high. You've got more and more young men who have a porn problem. They don't socialize like they used to. We're obsessed with screens and not really even on dates. I mean, you look around in a restaurant, my wife and I will go out to dinner. We put our phones away, but anybody under 30 is usually, if even if they're on a date with an, a person they're supposed to be talking to, they might be sending things back and forth to themselves on their phones, sitting right across from each other, but they're not engaging directly. So it's like you've got all these things these days that are contributing most likely to penis size related insecurities. And so while it's, I hate to sound selfish in a good way for me, it's great for business, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's kind of a problem because so many have insecurity issues about their penises. Yeah. And, and yeah, but I think the way that you are kind of bringing it to light is that it has longevity potential too. So maybe just self-confidence in one, like I, I'm again, I'm not shaming anyone who wants to have their penis enlarged. I'm saying as a female, not of that world of men who talk about that, I didn't know that, that this is like a, that men feel insecure about that. That's so fast. It's fascinating. I know. I mean, of course men can get insecure about things. I don't not know right. that. It's just that's it was just a fascinating thing to learn yeah. as a female. Well, that's why guys buy, drive big trucks. You know, they have a small mm-hmm. penis. It's, it's another <laughs> stereotype, right? <laughs> is that I, true? I mean, the, I don't know. The, the, the theme of the joke is that you're compensating for it, right? So you're trying your best right. to, I, I was like, I mean, a, a good reason of that I am the piano player that I am now is because I, I, I'm trying, I was trying to build stock against the in, inevitable disappointment that someone was going to have. So that like, by the time they got to the point where I was naked in front of them, they was like, well, he's really talented and he's really funny. And he's, and there's all these other things. So if he's a few inches short of what I need, that's fine. I'll deal with it. Especially in my like high school years, that was a lot yeah, of my motivation can... for becoming more and more talented. I mean, I also loved it in two. I think I can relate to that. Okay. And maybe, maybe not like call me out, but I had no boobs. Like we're talking concave. Like my boobs went the other way. Like there was not a sports bra. There was not a, anything that I ever needed. And you get to a certain age where I'm super confident with my small, small breasts now. I genuinely would not want a, a boob job. But I really was like, I had heard one time that a girl's boobs came in when she was 18 and another when she was 19. So every year I was like, this is my wow. year. My right. boobs are going to come. Like, I'm going to be a woman. My mom had boobs. My mom was this tall, beautiful, stunning woman with boobs. And I was like, my boobs never came. And I mean, I think it even gave me like a, like a not intelligent complex of like, I never felt like womanly without my boobs for a long, long time. And then I found out in my like 20s that my mom had a boob job. You know, you find out later that like my mom didn't have boobs either. Your your mom boobs are fake and she never told you? Not till I was like 20. No, because this is, this is Christian Southern, the South where we're like, Mm -hmm. we don't talk about that. She was also like gung-ho when I wanted a nose job because she was like, you do you, do what you need to do. 
But again, it, these these all come from places of like what we think we're supposed to look like and have. And just it's just fascinating. And I think it also there's a huge divide right now between like men and women. Sometimes it feels like and really we all kind of have similar <laughs> shitty things to deal with. I mean, definitely. I wish there was a woman version of the male hanger because I remember when I was younger and also had complex, not a complex, but like was worried about the size of my breasts. Now I also have small breasts and I think they're fan fucking tastic. Um, I remember we like I saw commercials for like Blue Song, which was this cream that you rub on your breasts and it makes them bigger. Mm. Yes. And at the time, I was like, I mean, obviously I should get that. And maybe my mom joked about getting it for me. And now I'm like, there's no cream that's going to make your boobs bigger. My friend found these pills in my glove compartment and instead of telling her that it was to grow my breasts from this infomercial, I was too embarrassed. So I said they were diet pills and <laughs> I came home that night to a intervention from my family <laughs> because my friend had called to tell them that I was addicted to diet pills and because I didn't tell my parents or anybody that I bought these things like (laughs) so now you had to tell everybody they were like they're not diet pills they're for my boobs it's dumber than diet pills diet pills have stuff in them that actually work this is probably just dirt from the (laughs) ground that I'm taking for my boobs to grow because they did not grow a bit (laughs) did you did you tell everybody of course well my yes because my parents were like we are really that was a fast intervention okay well this is the baptist christian world okay she She thought saw this as satan and she was gonna save me (laughs) they they move they move quick with their exorcism but just the fact that i am a teenager probably 15 at home watching tv going my boobs aren't big enough but this pill says it'll grow it this many sizes that pill and that cream they probably made made so much money but i get it yeah that's what we thought we were supposed to have i definitely got got by what is that porn star's name who's like a a bigger i think italian man ron jeremy yeah ron jeremy i definitely got got by his penis enlargement like infomercials that were going on in the middle of the night (laughs) he had some what did he say you know yeah just like an infomercial that came on at 1 a.m you know after i was done watching hbo real sex was like ron jeremy's (laughs) taxi cab confession (laughs) all of those skin and max red shoe diaries uh, on the lifetime channel by the way which was just playing you know christian movies right before they got to keep the bills as as they set it up so diabolically to happen oh, so funny <laughs> but no yeah i was like you know when i got them on one of my first jobs was to get like one of those things because like like i said I, tr- I tried i tried so many things i was like i did i did penis stretching but i was probably doing it wrong and i wasn't doing it consistently i was just kind of like sad and then i was like this is gonna fix it you know i took pills taking on his yeah. penis and crying come on <laughs> come on and so <laughs> you know you it's it, it's a silly time and you know like an, another thing is like it's just that p- it, it would be so much better if people talk about things like i did not know that there was a shower grower thing for a long time like so i'm uh-huh. i'm definitely like a turtle so if i'm if i'm not erect i'm pretty much like and i have very i have fairly large testicles so if i'm not erect like my whole penis is pretty much like wrapped up in my balls but you know i i'm fine like i'm 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 i'm, I'm like in the si- i was with a shower not a grower 
thrower one time and I'm telling you when his pants were down and he was not erect it was it was a mushroom mm-hmm. but like the size of a mushroom little when he was erect it was we're talking eight girthy horrifying inches and <laughs> bless him and who he went on to be with because I'm sure her cervix can handle that but that was like science fiction to me when I watched it transform and that was the first time I mean like <laughs> they don't just tell people out there that it's like that my 31 year old friend recently reached out and said I need to tell you something I'm watching this show on HBO did you know that men who are uncircumcised when their penis gets hard you can't even tell they're uncircumcised and I was like yes but it but it is crazy to me but also not crazy to me that 30 year old women don't understand that penises all work the same like circumcised or not like when they're hard it's a penis but right. yet we have ideas of like oh it's uncircumcised that's crazy <laughs> you know in Sex in the City they're like he has a Sharpay he carries a little house around for his penis <laughs> and it's so aggressive towards men who are uncircumcised yeah it's so wild like the things that like you, wow. people don't talk about that like everybody experiences and because you don't talk about it you don't know that it's like a common thing that occurs that's right. like had like I'm slightly over seven inches and about toilet paper roll like toilet paper holder roll thick which is above average and I swear for like up until I was like 22 I was like oh you know I'm at I'm at the back of the black man line and, and, and I'm like I'm what fine the actual I my brain is like shutting down <laughs> why did you think you were on the small end one, of I'm a, one I'm a big guy so like my because I'm a bigger guy I don't see my penis past my stomach so my perception of like how long my penis is is like non-existent because if I look down I don't really see it I also I also you have ever like, gotten a mirror and examined yourself down there oh I mean like I found out because I got that's like what, that's what women that's what women ask each other <laughs> you've never looked at your vagina with a mirror yeah I mean like I've seen it in videos and stuff now like now I'm like I can interact with it more from a third party perspective and you know like oh, when I was measuring it like I, I was measuring it flaccid and that's where I was like getting my inch judgment from and being somebody who like completely shrinks it's like one point you were hurting your own feelings exactly and so and then it was like you know I fortunately got with a partner who you know they were like I had I had imagined that like partners I had been with up until that point were just being nice on like like being sore and things like that and I was like whatever <laughs> and then like somebody literally was just like hold on and like got out a like cloth measuring tape and was like you were this thick around and this long which is uh, here's the here's the national average of penis size you are above average relax oh, wow. and I was like you're the you're a toilet paper roll size nobody's that size <laughs> yeah nobody's out there going what does the average clitoris enjoy right and they should they're not even thinking about the clitoris old that's it. westernized that's culture <laughs> taboos yeah yeah Wait. but we're getting better I right huge penis for what <laughs> for what for what for what like, how is your huge penis going to satisfy me more when your small penis already doesn't satisfy me? <laughs> Where you think the satisfaction comes in the size of your penis? Like, if it's bigger, I'll just all of a sudden have waves of ecstasy when you get closer to me. Like, I'll be sucked into the gravitational pull of your penis and just be overwhelmingly <laughs> or just start coming. 
This is why Casey is a goddess. Does, These are lines that will be... doesn't matter what size your be, penis is. This will be kink canon one day. Like, <laughs> oh, I believe it. That line will be kink canon. I will be not thought of. I will be an afterthought. But Casey will have thoughts that will haunt you in your dreams. <laughs> so that you change for the better. Yeah, I'll, I'll. For everybody that thinks they need a large penis to satisfy women, you can have a big penis and women can be wildly unsatisfied. Uh, listen, one benefit to my misunderstanding of my own penis size was I became a deep student of clitoral stimulation because I was like, well, the only way I'm ever going to be able to, to stay in the game is I will have to be the best at cunnilingus. So, <laughs> and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't done the necessary legwork to find out how I'm the best, but no, no complaints thus far. The You don't take surveys? I do take surveys, but that's anecdotal <laughs> yeah, <he does>. <laughs> and <laughs> autistic. Because I, I will literally, especially like with new partners, I will be like a few days after because I feel like, like I, I personally have the inclination to like come up, wipe my face off and be like, can you give me a report card rating on anything that I've done and how you would like me to change and any adjustments you would like me to make? I noticed that I noticed that minute mark 448 that you are pushing my head down to the side. And I don't know if that meant you wanted in more pressure or that you wanted me to move lower down laterally <laughs> on your clitoris. So if you could clarify that for me so I can add it to the spreadsheet so that I can perform better for you next time. That's, you know, that's not hot. I don't do that right after. Um, but science. I wait a couple he waits days a day. and I'm just like, hey, is there any, you know, calibrations or adjustments you'd like me to make? And there were a couple of signals that I didn't understand and want to ask it. Let me know and then continually do it. But yeah. So you must have pretty good Yelp reviews. <laughs> I do. I do have references. I do have a few people that I I can send people to and be like, can you you know give a user rating review? I will say before we change subjects, change subjects really quick that one of my top favorite orgasms that I think about when I think about favorite orgasms was given to me by a gentleman who had a very large penis. One of my favorite large penises, in fact. But I was given that orgasm using a vibrator and his fingers. Yep. Yep. So that's a t-shirt. I mean, that's like knowledge. That is, again, canon. Like that's poetry. Sheer poetry. Sheer poetry. Because it's not, it's nobody's getting cut down here. It's literally saying, no, it is not about your penis all the time. Sometimes it is very much about your penis, but you should love your penis as long as it works the way you want it to work. If it doesn't work, then fuck that penis. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, I, I immediately regret it that phrasing (laughs) I just mean then like I understand like oh I would like my penis to get hard sure whatever you need to do for that well I'm Ben I'm glad you Uh, you sell the age age old problem (laughs) yeah it's actually there aren't many when it comes to stuff like this like wanting longer hair or bigger boobs or a bigger penis or to get rid of you know age spots or whatever there actually aren't a lot of solutions at work so I'm I'm delighted that there's a product out out there that actually works and that you and don't that have you to have ingest in, in your added, body yeah like and you've added natural. length and girth to your own penis and can say no this is functional it works yeah if you do want a larger penis this is a fabulous solution and yes. um I, do people like do people brag about what how much weight they hang off at you know like guys at the gym they're like yeah i squat 250 or however much a lot is <laughs> or guys use the male hanger and they're like chode. yeah i hang <laughs> i hang five pounds you know whatever <laughs> they do. 
not typically. More <laughs> you guys sound much more evolved. I've been wanting to say I'm also one of the few out there selling a product like mine that is actually not only my own, you know, one of my own best customers. I actually document the results I continue to get on in measured videos nice. as I progress. So I feel like that's very important. How much weight? Yeah. How much weight do men hang off the male hanger? Like what's the maximum amount? There's not a set maximum amount you're chasing. I always suggest you start with one to two pounds at most in the very beginning and very slowly progress. And I I teach in my guide that everybody gets access to how to make that progress in a a smart way, safely, based on my experiences with myself and coaching others over the years. I I can personally hang up to 40 pounds, but... Holy shit! (laughs) Damn. I didn't get there overnight. 40 pounds. I don't even bicep curl 40 pounds on one side. That's an Olympian. And your penis. So what you're saying is your penis can beat me in an arm wrestle competition. (laughs) Possibly. It's an Olympic Olympic penis. (laughs) And coming to the stage, three-time gold medalist Ben Clark in the penis curls. We've seen quite a performance from this year, and uh, we're looking to see something greater. I can't believe it. He's picking up the 50-pound kettlebell. Can he do it? Where's Dub? This is silly. (laughs) That's hilarious. The equivalent thing, there's an equivalent thing for women, and it's about a pelvic floor Uh and your muscles, and and it's like hang, it's like putting a yoni egg inside Mm -hmm. with I forget what I used, but you can like put a piece of string uh, through the yoni egg and like hang weights off it and then do kegels basically so you're weight lifting with your pelvis floor yeah, I've seen that. Pelvis, you know it makes you tighter and stronger and helps you with incontinence and stuff like that i've seen that yeah you can also get stuck inside you i'm you gonna try it with 40 attack. pounds now though no casey do it casey do it no. <laughs> casey tries it i'm gonna do it casey Step. tries it. <laughs> that would be the appropriate casey tries it for this episode toast and you'll have to do the toast and try i mean for sure we'll have to get you yeah, a I'll, I'll give it a shot like, i'll put it on I, i'm not particularly i don't necessarily well there are positional advantages to a large larger penis like there are there yes. are sex positions that i need about three and a half more inches for to pull off and i get i guess that experience would be nice but I, you know i'm I'll, I'll put it on. Like I want to. I do want to see like how it works and how that goes. So you're saying that you would like to get to ten inches. I, I think the thing I'm actually looking for is like a comfortable penis extender because I'd looked into that for a long time for a little bit when I was having like after the vasectomy I was having so like maintaining erection issues for a little bit and so I was like looking for penis extenders that was like oh okay well this fixes the positional problem but I don't want to like permanently have. Like, I only want to have 10 inch penises so that I can do certain like on, on the side positions because I got to clear my belly to do some of those. And I was like, that's the only reason I would want it. So it would be temporary because I don't I don't know that I don't know that I have anybody around that's like wants to take 10 inches of dick. <laughs> I, guess, I guess there's probably some dudes I can find. But yeah, there's there are greedy. for sure people out there. Honestly, it's it's surprising to me that like how I've, I've surprised myself with how much like dick you can put in putting putting the butt and how quickly you get used to the sizes like i look at like the dildos that i have for my own like butt play on my own and they just keep progressively getting larger <laughs> so you're just like oh you well no i'm used to that i'm used to that inch, thick eight incher it's time to move on <laughs> oh up oh my god oh my god ben is there anything else that you want to share with people about the mail hanger that you didn't get a chance to say since we're coming up on an hour now i think anything that can't be shown or answered or Covered on my website, honestly. I think we've covered it. And your mail, your mail hanger, (laughs) 
your what's your website? Mailhanger.com. Um, mail like. And you have a YouTube I channel. Do. It's mail like the gender. Hanger like uh, what you hang clothes on. All one word.com. And yes, I've, okay. I'm on YouTube as well. And I've got my website and all the appropriate links and all that. You can, there's even an introduction video about the product, basic use information on my site on the main page. Fantastic. Yeah, everybody check it out. All this information will be in the show notes as well. Ben, thank you so much for chatting with us today. You've been fucking fantastic and I appreciate your time. Totally. Thank you for having Um, me. Of course. And until next time, all you sexy beasts, let's all, let's all lift 40 pounds with our genitals. (laughs) Okay. Let's do that. that. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye, Bye. sexy babies. Bye. Bye. Talk Dirty to Me is a podcast by Little Renegade Films. It stars Sarah Marie Curry, Casey Sammy E. Casey, why don't you sound real sexy while you do it? <laughs> do I? No, why don't you? Oh, why don't yeah, I? Yeah. Like, okay. you, you remember how you read your synopsis? And yeah. Like, oh, you want me to do it like that? Yes. Okay, uh, great. <laughs> okay. Genius. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Talk Dirty to Me is a podcast by Little Renegade Films. It stars Sarah Marie Curry, Casey Samee, Toast Alifesso, and Stephanie Slim. Mm. With silent contributions by Taylor Novak. Title and closing themes by Tosin Alifesso. Follow us on the social medias at Talk Dirty to Me Pod. And for more of our offerings, go to LittleRenegadeFilms.com.